reminisce over you. I'm Christina. And I'm Miguel. This week, we are going to be talking about one of the most iconic groups of all time. They come from East Orange, New Jersey. Did you know that? I did. A trio of Tretch, Ben <laughs> Rock, and DJ KG has left a mark on the world of both hip-hop and pop music. That's hard to do. Not everybody can do that. So we're going to talk about some of their classic songs and talk about some of our favorite songs from them. So <laughs> I see you over there. I was ready to get my stiff on our muscle. <laughs> <laughs> no need for that right now. So yeah, we're talking about Naughty by Nature this week. Are you a fan? I am. Okay, good. Good to hear. You know that. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I don't know why I'm pretending that I didn't know that. I'm just doing this for the sake of our listeners. <laughs> So if you didn't know, they started as a group called The New Style. Now that I didn't know. In 1989. Did you listen to the album that I sent you? I I just skimmed through it really quick. Okay. It's very late 80s. Yes. It's an album called Independent Leaders when they were signed to a subsidiary of Sugar Hill Records called Monami. So what did you think about that Independent Leaders album? Because I have some comments. I just thought it was hilarious because... You know, I know Naughty by Nature. Right. And you got these suede suits. This, <laughs> the this outfits very were amazing. high top fade. And like I said, it's very 80s. They even got one song that's kind of a little house-ish. And yeah. I just, I was not expecting that. <laughs> I knew they had an album out before uh-huh. the one that we know, but mm-hmm. I had never heard it until yesterday. Right. It's surprisingly good. Yeah. I didn't think it was bad. I just thought it was hilarious because I just didn't expect it (laughs) yeah listening to it in 2023 Mm -hmm. i wouldn't say it's good but if i had listened to it then Mm -hmm. i would have thought it was great because (laughs) this is the kind of shit that i was listening to right it's funny that i actually like benny on this album better than tretch (laughs) and i know i shouldn't be saying that out loud and in public but on this album (laughs) benny sounds better even though tretch probably wrote it yeah it just sounds better well, because you can tell that Tretch is very young. Yes. I was about to say, you can hear in his voice that he's young. And what we love Tretch for was not on this No, album. not at all. <laughs> not at all. But like I said, it's surprisingly good if you look at it in a 1989 lens. So I suggest that all of you go to YouTube. Actually, go to TroyPodcast.com because we're going to link to it. We will. But moving on from that, let's get into what we know them for. And that's the first self-titled album, Naughty by Nature. Yes. 1991. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Where were you and what were your thoughts on this album when it first came out? So I'm pretty sure this is the first tape I bought for myself. Okay. And this was also one of those turning points for me. From top 40, pop-ish to hip-hop R&B. And I remember I had a t-shirt that I somehow found in the Abbotsford Mall. I don't know why they were selling in, in this store. It was a Naughty by Nature t-shirt with their logo. And it had you down with OPP on it. <laughs> and I'm wearing this to school. And I, mind you, I'm like 12. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody's saying anything. No, because nobody knew what that was. And <laughs> That's amazing. It's one of those things where it's like, I knew what OPP meant, but I didn't. Like, right. I knew what it meant. You put it together with the clues from the song. Right. But I didn't realize how wildly inappropriate that was. <laughs> For a 12-year-old. Yeah. 
And I'm like, what kind of weird kid am I? (laughs) That I'm like this little girl in the suburbs walking around with the You Down With OPP t-shirt on in grade school. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. And I wore that shirt out. It stretched out. It got thin. I wish I had kept it just for, you know, just to keep it. The beautiful thing about this is you're wearing this at home. You're wearing this at Mm -hmm. school. And nobody even knew what the shirt meant. So you got away with it. Yep. (laughs) When people should have been saying, hey, you need to take this shirt off. Exactly. No one did. Like I said, a Naughty by Nature t-shirt alone, that's fine. But it said, you know, with OPP on it. (laughs) Oh, I wish you had some pictures of that. (laughs) That I unfortunately do not have pictures of. I would love to see that. And not only that, I remember, like, I loved... Well, now it's called Everything's Gonna Be All Right, but the actual title is called. And then that little skit intro is so harsh. <laughs> Another ghetto bastard. <laughs> but I'm with the rest of the barn losers. Like, I'm just reflecting. I'm like, I don't know. I just liked it. It was the music. Because <laughs> it was the music. You feel it in your soul, even if you don't understand why. <laughs> and it's not even that. Like, Naughty by Nature is a group. They don't make any sense. Like, they make music that people dance to and enjoy (laughs) but they look dirty they look like they're gonna rob you beat you they wear chains with padlocks on them not gold chains or necklaces actual chain chains that you put on a fence yeah and (laughs) these are the people that are making all these party jams like they don't make sense they don't they should not be popular these should be the people that you would think that the suburban kids would be running from. Right. But instead, they ran to it. Yeah, because everybody was down with OPP. Exactly. <laughs> and I remember I remember listening to the tape and 123 came on. And if you're not familiar with the song, it goes one motherfucking two motherfucking three, right. et cetera, et cetera. And my mom happened to catch it a little bit and she was like, what are you listening <laughs> to? And so I had to learn to, you know, listen to stuff quieter, right. find more private spots, you know, eventually wear headphones. Yeah. <laughs> but that tape was very influential for me in terms of forming my musical interests. And like I said, I remember that being my first tape that I bought for myself. Yeah, it wasn't the first tape that I bought. I had some before that, but yeah. it was one of my favorites at the time just because of the music, because... I liked all that shit. Right. Like, even though I grew up listening to NWA and Easy e and stuff mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. I was also into, like, very lyrical people. Right. And that's and Tretch. Right? Tretch was that. There's a lot of words. Yes. He was <laughs> packing a lot of words and a bunch of different flows. Yeah. And I say this all the time about the actual art mm-hmm. of rap. He's one of the best people to ever do it. And I was hooked from the first time I heard it. Mm-hmm. Like, just take away his lyrics. Don't even worry about what he's saying, but how he's saying it right. is just amazing. And mm-hmm. I've always just been hooked by it. I think that, like, say, for example, you know, Twista, because he raps so fast, that's like his thing. And people yeah. kind of love him for that. For me personally, I don't know if this is going to make people upset. It's always felt a little gimmicky to me. <laughs> Whereas <laughs> oh, with Trunch, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like, okay, he raps really fast, but I have no idea what he's saying. <laughs> But with Tretch, I like I kind of get being able to have that lyrical. What's the word I'm looking for? Like to be able to do that. Yeah. Yes. Because even though he packs a lot of words in, it's not like. (laughs) Right. It's like, okay, I get it now because (laughs) not everyone can do that. I was a fan from day one. Mm -hmm. So just listening to this album, my cousin used to play it a lot. And 
actually, I think I got a copy from him. Mm-hmm. That's where I got it from. I have a cousin that's maybe three, four years older than me. And he's the one that put me up on OPP and Ghetto Bastard and <laughs> all that. Right. Um, back to OPP, of course, they end up using a very wholesome sample. Yeah, that too. Jackson 5, <laughs> <the> ABC. <laughs> like, you've got this call and response record, yep. which is going to hit from the jump because yep. it's a throwback to like the beginnings of hip hop. Right. We weren't around to go to like clubs in New York. We didn't see people in the park yeah. doing this. <laughs> we didn't have access to that. Right. But this is what I imagine it was like yeah. in those days, the early days of hip hop. And this was our version of it. And it was easy to follow along. Yeah, you know me. Right. <laughs> You've got a, a Jackson 5 sample that's familiar. Mm-hmm. You got the call and response and just them. Something I just figured out now. So the part where he's explaining what OPP stands for. And he says, for the ladies, I always thought he said the last P is something different. But then I was reading the lyrics and he said the last P is something gifted. (laughs) And I was like, oh, that gives it a completely different meaning. It does. (laughs) Like gifted. It changes it for you 30 years later. Because I'm like, okay, it's something different because... Well, it's something different (laughs) that made sense to me. I was like, gifted. Okay, (laughs) Tretch. All right. (laughs) So I just figured that out yesterday. Right. I guess that's what happens when you first listen to it when you're 12. Exactly. You can only get so much. (laughs) (laughs) So just listening to this, what is your favorite song on this album other than one, two, three? (laughs) Because we know you like that one. Well, I wouldn't put that as my favorite anyways, (laughs) but um. LPP. Okay. <laughs> I actually really like Pin the Tail on the Donkey. <laughs> you know, the 1991 albums always have that slight shift of like they still kind of holding on to the the little go, go, yeah. go, dancing in rayon shirts kind of sounds. So I just put that on my running playlist. Actually. Right. <laughs> That's funny. But eh, it's got to be OPP on this album. Yeah. I'm not going with OPP though, mm-hmm. because as much as I do like the song. Contrarian. No, I'm not being a contrarian. I just think Guard Your Grill is better. Okay. And even though it's on like the digital versions now, mm-hmm. Uptown Anthem was not originally on yes. the album. So I'm not going to count it. Because if that was the case, that would be my favorite. Oh, yeah. I was going to say that's actually my favorite Naughty by Nature song, period. Okay. But it's on the Juice soundtrack. Yes. But now if you stream it, it's on this album. But it came out like following year yeah so on a technicality that would be it but since it wasn't really on the original album right. i'm going with guard your grill there's another song on this album rhyme will shine on which has like a little jazzy vibe do you think this is latifah's influence or just just being around the same time yeah. era space place <laughs> yeah because like i was saying as gutter as they are and dirty looking <laughs> wearing fatigues and boots and carrying around a bat or a machete a machete (laughs) they also had these dance songs that you can get up and groove to Mm -hmm. so like i said they don't make sense it doesn't because (laughs) especially okay opp is very danceable but it doesn't sound like pin the tail on donkey now that is danceable yeah but the <laughs> but lyrics you look at the f- cover and they're standing on rocks not only that but he's the songs that you're dancing to <laughs> they're talking about beating people up robbing them <laughs> selling drugs all sorts of shit but we're dancing to it 
even everything's gonna be all right it has a danceable quality it to does it. and he's talking about well positive ain't where i live <laughs> exactly <laughs> Like all these songs are depressing, but we're dancing to them. Hey, I guess you gotta smile through the pain. (laughs) (laughs) Are you enjoying this podcast? Hell yeah. (laughs) You're enjoying it as much as he is. There's a couple things you could do. You can feel free to drop some coins into our collection plate at coffee.com slash Troy Podcast. And that's coffee, K O F I.com. Link is also in the show notes. We're self-funded, so any support would be appreciated. And if you don't have any extra coins to spare, just leave us a five-star rating or review. Like J-Lo's love, it won't cost you a thing. You're just sitting at home on the couch anyhow. (laughs) All right, thanks. Back to the show. All right, so let's get into the next album. Okay. 1993. They had another pop hit. And probably, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that this is the biggest hip-hop song of all time it's definitely up there yes and if you don't know what we're talking about it's hip-hop hooray so the early days of the pandemic was a very strange time it was and i know where you're going with this yeah because i don't know i'm a serious homebody so i mean even for then it was weird because there's a difference between wanting to be home and having to be home but i realized there's a lot of people that don't know what to do with themselves when they have to stay at home. So a lot of weird <laughs> shit happened. And this was early. Yeah. In early. The pandemic too. You know what I'm talking about. I do. The Hip Hop Parade remix with Rita Wilson. <laughs> you know how celebs were doing all these weird FaceTimes. And so she was on a FaceTime with Diddy rapping Hip Hop Parade. Yeah. And then I guess she decided to make it official to raise COVID funds or whatever, a COVID relief fund. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure that her and Tom Hanks were like the first celebrities. Yeah, they were the big, the first big celebrities to like get in yeah. and have to shelter in place. And this is what she was doing, performing. Board and home. Hip hop hooray. But at least she has a reason for it because she had just done a movie where she had to do hip hop hooray in the movie. Oh, so Why? she just didn't know the lyrics <laughs> off the top of her head. I found this out later because she was doing an interview with somebody, but okay. she had just done a movie where she played like a teacher or something. Uh-huh. And Dangerous Minds. No, I don't know. That's what it sounds like to me. Okay. But it was the youngest son from Blackish. Okay. And I guess her character was trying to get the kids to learn stuff. So mm. she had to learn the words to the song for oh. the movie. Yeah, it was very awkward it listening is. to Rita Wilson talking about written on your kitten. <laughs> I was like, it ooh, is. I, ooh. <laughs> Exactly. I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, we'll link to it so you can be disgusted like we were. Yeah. But Rita Wilson's cool. She's Tom Hanks' wife. I like her. Yeah, so I'm just going to, you know. But at the same time, isn't she uh, Cuddy? <laughs> mm. I can't even get it out. I was about to call him Cuddy Hanks. <laughs> Oh, Chet. boy Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's his mom, and I'm pretty sure that's his mom. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, actually. Because I know his oldest uh-huh. is not her kid, but I'm pretty sure that old Chet, <laughs> a.k.a. Cuddy Hanks, the Chet Hayes, <laughs> is her son. Yeah. So. <laughs> but anyway. I like Tom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, so I saw that when I was just going through like the title albums and singles and I was like, what? (laughs) 
I didn't know what to expect when I clicked on it and kind of horrified, but not surprised. Yeah. Also, when I was just, you know, doing general web searches and whatnot on allmusic.com, the description of Naughty by Nature's Greatest Hits compilation was right from the get-go. Naughty by Nature's Greatest Hits compilation reminds people that before there was the invasion of P. Diddy and the Bling Blingers, there was a group who perfectly balanced the strength of street knowledge with accessible pop tunes that even had suburban mothers espousing the virtues of OPP. All right. <laughs> there you have it. At least she didn't do OPP. Yeah, that would have been just bad. That would have been <laughs> bad for everyone. Oh, another thing I want to mention about Hip Hop Array is, so there's this, there was this website I used to go through. I forgot what it was called, like the useless web, I think, .com. And it would just serve you up these like silly websites and there's a website that is hey.com with like eight e's and all it does is redirects to another website that's ho.com so it just goes hey ho hey ho and that's (laughs) all there is on the page and i believe he used to have the audio Whoever created it had the audio on the website but i think it kept getting like i don't know copyright strikes (laughs) or something but the useless web so yeah if you want to see it just go to hey.com with eight e's <laughs> and it'll just keep directing you back to hey ho hey ho all right i might have to check this out <laughs> this album i didn't like as much as the first one i found that it had less variation so it kind of after a while you kind of feel like you're just listening to the same song yeah but there are some that i do like on this album so mm-hmm. Outside of Hip Hop Array, It's On is one of my favorites. I don't like the version of Written on Your Kitten that's on the album. I like the video version because it's a a lot more entertaining and pleasurable to the ear to me. (laughs) Oh, you know what? I didn't realize there was two versions because when I listened to it on the album, I was like, this doesn't sound familiar. Because I was like, I feel like I know this song. But then when I heard it, I was like, I don't know yeah, this song. Yeah, the, the lyrics are the same, but the beat is completely okay. different. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah, it was remixed by QD3. Surprisingly, and I will explain why it's surprising. I think I do like Hip Hop Hooray the best on this album. And I say surprisingly because of its popularity. You would think that I would have put it in the, this is how we do it. I right. wish. All those songs All that those you don't songs, like. Yeah, that. I used to like, but just hate now because I'm tired of it. You know, it's just all over the place in strange places sometimes. But every time I hear it, I'm like, this still sounds good. <laughs> because it is the greatest song of all time. Greatest song of all time. All right. I might have put a little too okay. much on it. <laughs> it's not that, but I just wanted to say it. It's a good song, but yeah, it can be a little cheesy. Yes. But like I said, it's probably the most popular hip hop yeah. song of all time everybody knows this Mm -hmm. you see it at sporting events you Mm -hmm. hear it in movies you see it on tv on rita wilson's instagram on rita wilson's instagram (laughs) so it's not going anywhere i have some surprising uh, it surprised me anyways facts for you okay so i pulled out the billboard charts and on the hot 100 hip-hop array actually didn't chart as high as opp that is surprising opp's peak was at number six in Hip Hop Array was eight. And I'm talking about the Hot 100, right. which is the general category. Yeah, yeah, I totally would have thought Hip Hop Array would have been higher than OPP and just higher in general. I'm surprised it didn't. I would have thought it hit number one, but it peaked at eight. Hip Hop Array peaked at one on the Hot R&B Hip Hop songs and OPP peaked at five. And surprisingly, I did not expect Everything's Gonna Be Alright to be 
on the Hot 100. That just seemed it was 53, which isn't that high, but it's it was on there because OPP was so popular that MTV remade it like with Dr. Dre and Ed Lover and oh. T Money and they did You Down with MTV. Oh. They made a video and everything. So the okay. song was huge. Yeah, which so, means people will be open to at least hearing the next Yeah, single. so I'm not surprised at that. Yeah, I would have thought Hip Hop Array would have at least charted higher though because that to me I mean, they were both popular, but that seems to be a little bit more because the hey ho part. Right. Like we talking about call and response, like you can't get simpler than that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you got the arm movements too. people love arm <laughs> movements, right? <laughs> Hi, kids. Do you like fun? Yeah. And bookmarking a bunch of articles you'll probably never read. We're starting a monthly newsletter called Liner Notes. We'll be sharing what we're watching, what we're listening to, throwback YouTube videos, updates on our upcoming projects, random shit you may have missed on the internet, you know, stuff like that. The link is in the show notes, or you can go to TroyPodcast.com slash newsletter. Do it. Yeah. It's good for you. It'll make your teeth white. <laughs> <laughs> and back to the show. All right, so let's get into the next one. Poverty's Paradise. Yeah. We are now in 1995. So with this album, I liked it better than 1993. Yes. Because this one has my favorite Naughty by Nature song on it, which is Feel Me Flow. I didn't know that was your your favorite song or favorite on the album. No, my favorite Naughty, Naughty by, by Nature, Nature song. That's interesting you say that. Okay. Because I was watching the video and that's what prompted me to say, we should do an episode on... Naughty by Nature, because when I was watching it and just listening to Tretch, I was like, this is really good. <laughs> <laughs> As if I haven't been listening for it. Right. Know? But I was just like, hmm. you know how I'm always like complaining how people will be like, so-and-so, so underrated. And right. like, they're not underrated. People just don't talk about them anymore because it's 30 years old. Yes. But then I was listening to that and I'm like, I think he might be underrated <laughs> because <laughs> I don't think I hear him in the you know, top five rappers or whatever discussion very often. That's because he's not top five. Or like, you know, your favorite. Whatever. Yeah. Like, I just don't hear him as part of these types of conversations, right. whether it's top five, top 10, faves, whatever, right? Yeah. And For was, me, yeah. he is. Like, yeah. I would put him not top five, okay. but maybe top 10 to 15. Yeah. Depending on the day. Because okay. <laughs> depending who I listen to last, yeah. Like I was listening to it today. So I would say the Tretch is somewhere between five and 10. <laughs> Next week, when I haven't listened to it, he might be number 13. Yeah. Yeah. But Feel Me Flow is my favorite Naughty by Nature song of all time. That song always reminds me of summer, even though the second half of the video, they're, they're in the, in the snow. mountains. <laughs> but I guess because it started in summer, that that's just like ingrained in my mind. Right. <laughs> I do like Feel Me Flow a lot. In terms of this album, I'm kind of jumping back and forth between that and Craziest. Yeah, because I, it, I like that one too. They have a different sound, so I think it might depend on mood. Yeah, exactly. And that just kind of goes into what I've been saying about them uh-huh. from the very beginning of this episode is they don't make sense. Like you will follow <laughs> in the track listing, you will follow Feel Me Flow with Craziest, but it makes sense somehow. <laughs> It works. I guess because despite having pop hits or more danceable hits, maybe it's because they remain the same. Yeah. Like this isn't a Pitbull, Mr. 305 right. to Mr. <laughs> Worldwide. Like, they're not they're running no- around in like white three-piece linen suits. Yeah. 
like Tretch will wear that chain, whether he's doing Feel Me Flow <laughs> right. or Craziest. <laughs> we keep saying Tretch, Tretch, but like all of them. You're right. Well, actually, Poverty's Paradise ended up winning a Grammy for Best Rap Album. And that was the first time that the Grammys had that category. I did not know that. Yeah, I saw it in a interview, which we can link to. And they were saying how, like, because it was so new, they just had to get their Grammys in the back because it wasn't televised. They weren't. Yeah, I forget when they started televising. Yeah. Like, rapping hip-hop Grammys. So they didn't get to be part of the ceremony. And he said that, uh, I can't remember which one. I think it might have been Vinny. But they found out they won from another nominee. I can't remember which person it was. Okay. They were just like, hey, congrats, you won. And they were just like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, I'll, I have a link to the interview. I'll send it to you and okay. to post it on the website. But I will. That was pretty interesting. I was just like, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's a pretty big deal to win the first of that category. I think I was surprised by that because it was 1996 and I knew that they had other rap category. They had started to put some rap categories. Yeah, Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince won the first one. Right. But they boycotted because it wasn't being shown on TV. Right. And that was, I don't even remember, like 90, 91, somewhere yeah. in there. So by 95, this is, mm-hmm. they still weren't airing it. Right. Well, the album came out 95, but they won in 96. Yeah. So kudos to them, even though they had to come in through the back door. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your gift bag and your award. Get the fuck out. Don't wander into that auditorium area. <laughs> yeah, we don't have any seats. Y'all ain't part of this ceremony. We don't have any seats for you, but <laughs> nope. <laughs> you can go pick your bag up over there. <laughs> so the next album is my favorite album of okay. theirs. Because it's probably the most consistent, like, sounding album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's 1999, Nature's Fury. I love it. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, this features Jamboree, which I've been singing for the last hour. Yeah. That song I actually don't like. Which is weird. Yeah. Because I would think that you would like that because song. Because Janae's on it? Yeah. Um, I think to me, it kind of feels like they were like, ooh, Feel Me Flow did good. Let's do another thing like that. I can see it. That's what it feels like. So I was like, I can just listen to Feel Me Flow instead of Jamboree. But <laughs> the difference for me is like in production wise, KG was like heavy in his R&B bag at this point. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff he was doing for like Jeanne and Jaheem and Next mm-hmm. kind of filtered into this right. album. To me, this album sounded more polished. Yeah. And it had like a lot more features. Like it right. sounded more like a an industry album, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. Like, but it works for we're me. We're here now. Because with the other albums, I'd say I like half of them. Mm-hmm. But the songs I like are like major hits. Right. Whereas with this one, I'm just looking at the track listing right now mm-hmm. from one to 11. Right. I only skipped song 10 with Crazy Bone on it. Okay. I'm letting the rest of it run. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> like I was mentioning with the last album with Feel Me Flow going right into craziest Mm -hmm. this one it's kind of going back and forth because you have like dirt all by my lonely Mm -hmm. going into holiday which is another dance along song r&b flavor and then it goes into live and live or die (laughs) so it's just kind of bouncing back and forth between gutter shit pop (laughs) shit but it works i think i I had something in my notes and I think I actually deleted it. Is this the album with the song with 3LW on it? No. Oh, that's the next one. Yeah. Because I was going to say in terms of pop 
3LW? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like this one has Crazy Bone, Big Pun, uh, yes. Next, John A. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Silk the Shocker is <laughs> on Live or Die. But Mystical makes mm-hmm. up for it. Like everything that Silk takes away, Mystical adds to. So they yeah. balance each other out with that one. But this is by far my favorite Naughty by Nature album. Okay. I can't say the same because I am not familiar with this album. I think around this time, I just, I don't know, I missed out on it. Like, yeah. I know Jamboree and I know Dirt All By My Lonely, but. I'm sure if you listen to it, it would be familiar. Okay. Because I kind of skimmed it real quick before we started recording, but I was going through it to see if I recognized anything else. Right. Because I knew Jamboree and I knew Dirt All By My Lonely. I just assumed I'd know the album, but I yeah. guess I didn't listen to it. Right, well. <laughs> so, I'm going to have to give it another listen. Yeah, get familiar with it. Yeah. So I'm not going to ask you what your favorite song is on this album because you don't have one. Probably. I don't because I didn't like Jamboree and I know <laughs> Dirt All By My Lonely, right. but I wouldn't call it a favorite. <laughs> yeah, for me, I'm going to go with Ring the Alarm. Okay. That's my favorite one on this album. Either that or Work. Okay. Those two. I will revisit. They are 1A and 1B. Okay. Well, I don't know nothing about icons except for this 3LW, which is the next one, which I jumped the gun a little bit. So yeah. this came out in 2002. That makes sense because this is kind of where I was jumping off as well. And KG jumped off of this one too. He did. As some of you know, maybe you don't, but the three of them have issues <laughs> like kind of staying together sometimes. Mm-hmm. And this is when KG left the group for an album, but then he came back on the next one. But that's the album where, quote unquote, Tretch fired Vinny Uh because he's not on any songs on Anthem (laughs) Inc. But they are able to keep it together enough for them to go out and tour and make money because they got these anthems that the people want to hear. Yep. But anyway, let's get back to (laughs) the Icons album. I kind of skimmed through it, but it was very quick. And I don't know, like, even though PG doesn't rap. It still felt like something was missing to me. Uh, it's his production. Yeah. Like, he, it doesn't sound like what Naughty by Nature yeah. was known for because he wasn't there. Right. So it just felt off for me. And I still can't get over it. The 3LW was a little weird because they were like <laughs> 15, 16 or something at the time. I don't remember. Yeah, I was watching the video and I was looking at their little faces <laughs> in the video with them and... You know, you talking about they look like they're dirty and whatnot, et cetera. And then you got these little like 15 year olds dancing around. It (laughs) felt weird. (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. I can see it. Singing feels good. Like, oh. (laughs) Yeah, this one I didn't like as much either. So I really didn't go back to it much. Like 1999 was the peak for me. Right. And I really didn't play this one much or Anthem Inc. I think I've heard Anthem Inc. one time. That's one time more than me. <laughs> I stopped at Icons because we were getting ready to record. And I was yeah. like, there's no point because I don't know this. <laughs> yeah, the only songs. Actually, I have listened to Anthem Inc. I remember listening to it when it first came out. Because mm-hmm. all the hits that we know, they have like updated versions of them. Uh, okay. So they're not remixed too much, but mm-hmm. they are different versions. Right. And they are re-recorded. So OPP, Hip Hop Array, everything's going to be all right. Oh, hence Anthems, Inc. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So they got all the hits on there. Right. Plus some new songs. So I did listen to it as I'm looking at the track listing now. Okay. But like I mentioned a couple seconds ago, they are still touring constantly because of kind of like what we do with this podcast. Nostalgia is a thing for 
people <laughs> in our age group. So yeah. they are in big demand. So they're constantly on tour with like new kids on the block and salt mm-hmm. and pepper. All these nineties. Yeah. Debbie Gibson and Tiffany was on the last one. The fact that they can tour with like Debbie Gibson and Tiffany right. is hilarious. It is. I mean, it's one thing from them to tour with like salt and pepper. But but new kids on the block. And yeah. Tiffany and Debbie Gibson. Yeah. All these 80s pop I can acts. Even let new kids slide because of their beginnings. Right. There is a an overlap, but Debbie Gibson. Hey, is that, that MTV <laughs> generation that we all grew up in? Yeah. So we got to see a lot of it. And True. Naughty by Nature was in that mix. <laughs> like I wasn't listening to Tiffany, but I still know I was. all those songs. <laughs> Couple songs. I think we're alone now. I shouldn't know the words to, I think we're alone oh, now. Yeah. I shouldn't know that, but I do. Uh, that was the transition. <laughs> and that's when you were heading out. Yeah. <laughs> like I know all those songs, but well, maybe it does make sense. That they're touring together because I was listening to that. Exactly. And then boom, you down with OPP. <laughs> that is my point. MTV brought all of this stuff together. I didn't have MTV at the time. But much well, I, music. I mean, just whatever. in general, yeah. though. Music video channels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, they're still touring. They're always on the road, mm-hmm. even though they can't get along sometimes. They can put their differences aside to get out and entertain the people. Right. I did watch. Well, let me take that back. I tried to watch <laughs> their interview on Drink Champs. Yeah. From two years ago, I believe. Mm-hmm. If you want to hear the beginnings of Naughty by Nature, watch that interview, but it's going to be difficult for you. <laughs> Usually the difficulty is with Nori making a bunch of noise and interrupting people. Right. But this time it's trench. <laughs> <laughs> like from the very beginning, he's just off his ass drunk. He's slurring. Yeah, he's slurring. He's interrupting everybody. So it's a little hard to get through because of him. But Vinny and KG are on point. Surprisingly, Nori's on point because he hasn't started drinking yet. But it gives you a good idea of how they all came together. I probably won't watch it, but you can give me the cliff notes. It's an hour and 20 minutes long, Mm -hmm. and I've been watching it for five days now. So I'm trying to get through it myself, but like I said, it gives you a good background on how they all came together. If you can stand Tretch in this interview. I've seen other interviews with Tretch where he's sober. He's perfectly fine. Yeah, I saw one with Sway. It was fine. But this, one, <laughs> this one's a struggle. What was it that he kept saying? Translation. Translation. <laughs> it's like nobody's even paying attention to you. He's just yelling over people for no reason at all. But also, this is funny as shit as well. He is touring as Nino Brown in that stage version of New Jack City. You've seen the flyers on Twitter. I forgot already. Yeah, there's a stage version of New Jack City that started last year. (laughs) I want to see it. And Tretch is playing Nino Brown. Alan Payne is playing G Money. Okay. Big Daddy Kane's in it. Gary Dordan's in it. And someone else is in it. Um, that um, that gif. Oh, I would Flex like to Al- see that. Flex Alexander. What? <laughs> they are all <laughs> in the stage version of New Jack City. I want to see it. Hey, if it comes to Toronto, <laughs> I'm getting tickets. Yeah. I'm not going to make the effort to go see it, but if it comes through, I'm going. I'll go outside for that. Yeah, I will get us some tickets. <laughs> we can go <laughs> check it out. All right. That's pretty much all I have for our naughty by nature roundup got anything you want to add before we get out of here 
I wonder if somebody did see me in that t-shirt and was like, what the fuck? (laughs) I don't remember getting no. I'm going to say no, just because of where you were. (laughs) I think I feel like someone has, you know, at least read the t-shirt and was like, no, no, beep, beep. But I don't remember being reprimanded, though. If you were in (laughs) Vancouver, probably someone would have said so. But being in Abbotsford, you were able to fly under the radar. Was because your parents definitely. Didn't oh, they know. definitely didn't know. <laughs> so, I mean, stumbling upon hearing a couple cuss words, yeah, coming from my boombox is one thing, but they didn't know what the hell I was wearing. Yeah, so they hey, definitely sometimes it helps know. when your parents don't speak English. <laughs> there you go. Get away with some shit. Exactly. <laughs> so I think we need to wrap this up because I just got the low battery notification okay. on my laptop. All right, bye. <laughs> no, we don't have to <laughs> go that fast, but. Yeah, we should wrap it up. And uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say. If you have something. I don't. All right. Since you have nothing, I'm just going to say to go to TroyPodcast.com. Check out the playlist. Check out the transcripts. Check out the links that we're going to post from the things that we talked about in this episode. The videos that we watched. The interviews. All that good stuff. Hit us up on social media. At Troy Podcast on Bird and the Graham. Uh, we are setting up accounts on all these other random social media, so we'll get that to you as well, since Twitter might be employing at any moment. No, it seems to be hanging on. It's hanging on, but... By a thread? Barely. I guess. Oh, there is one thing that I want to say. Whenever I hear Uptown Anthem, I can see Tupac dancing around in that all red outfit. <laughs> yes, with his UNLV jacket on. Yes, and I don't know, like... It's just ingrained, like Uptown Anthem, Tupac, you know, this red outfit. I don't know. It's a tangent, whatever. Makes sense. (laughs) On that note, we out. Bye.